And we're back, and hello, and welcome to another edition of the Hollyoaks Chronicles podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Jonathan, and it's great to be back talking all things Hollyoaks. Now, I've been away for a while due to the Christmas break and other commitments, but as always, you can keep up to date on all things Hollyoaks on the blog, and also on the Twitter page, which you can find on the handle of at Hollyoaks Cron, spelled Hollyoaks, and then the words Cron, spelled C-H-R-O-N, with no space between. All the blog posts are posted here, but I also try and give a commentary of all the episodes of the air, generally at an E4 pace, while also talk about other general things to do with the show. I guess we'll kick things off by discussing some news topic from this week. First of all, that of the return of Daryl Frischwick to the show. Those who have obviously watched a long time will know she plays Margaret Hayton, that of Nancy's mother, who generally lives in Canada, who comes back and is not happy with Nancy's choice of partner, that of Darren, which isn't a big surprise considering when we last saw her back in the summer of 2007, she was disapproving of Nancy's relationship with them partner, that of Jake Dean. So it'll be interesting to see how she fits into this storyline, especially with recently with Stephanie Waring saying that Cindy wants Darren back and is going to try and do some things to get close to him again. So I guess we'll see where this storyline and everything else takes us. Also this week it was revealed that Hollyoaks Emmett Scanlan has been nominated for an award at the Irish Film and Television Awards that of Rising Star, which he's received for his role in the film Charlie Casanova. Now, Scanlon already won an award for this role last year when he was named Best Actor at the 2011 European Independent Film Festival. So we wish him all luck with this award and we'll see and enjoy what's to come with Brendan on the show as we continue into 2012. And I guess for obvious reasons, I can't go without discussing this year's Downton and Ice on ITV1, at which Hollyoaks is very own Georgie Porter, who's known for playing the role of Theresa McQueen, has taken part with her skating partner, Matt Evans. Now, Georgie had an amazing first show in which she did a really beautiful routine to Birdie's Skinny Love, which went down really well with everyone. Sorry for there to try and get used to this again by which she scored the highest score of the night receiving a top score of 18.5 out of 30 and hedge judge Robin Cousins even gave the amazing comment that it was probably for him the best opening show routine they'd ever had in any series and also if you're following Twitter you would have seen that both Georgie and her partner Matt were trending both in the UK and worldwide throughout most of the show on that night and also her co-stars were also given their approval and praise on Twitter with former contestant Kieran Richardson also saying this is our winner and fellow colleague McQueen Claire Cooper who plays Jackie said that on Twitter that Georgie nailed it which saw some great praise for Georgie and we hope to see her continue this great skating and basically go on to try and win the competition and the Georgie wasn't skating last week but we returned to the ice this week so we wish her all the luck and obviously give her all our support for tomorrow night 
now that concludes this week's news and as always if anything else arrives or comes up in the news I'll post it on the blog which will go straight to Twitter but for now I'll go on to discussing my opinion of what 2012 has brought to the show so far where I think some stories may be going in my favour so far Now as we've gone into the early weeks of 2012, on the whole I've really enjoyed it. I think the show's really at a good quality at the moment. And it's really interesting that we're getting to see more aspects of new characters and seeing characters who've been on the show a long time actually starting to interact in scenes together. And it'd be interesting to see if we get more of this and where all the storylines currently on the campus at the moment are going to go and other prospects of new storylines to come. Based on what we've seen so far in a recent interview, what she said, her vision is for the show and what's to come. New series producer Emma Smithwick is really doing a great job along with the rest of her team and the cast. And it is just great to see that Hollyoaks has got to a point where it's, but it clearly knows what it's wanting to do rather than being a bit conflicting at times, like we've had recently in the past with storylines changing and things being re-edited at last minutes getting a sort of disconnect sometimes of storylines but now we sort of have a fluidity within the show with the characters and storylines which is great to see and Emma made her debut as series producer well credited as series producer during the special Christmas Doug centric episode which I really enjoyed and it was great to see Carly Stenson back it was like she's fitted right back in and I felt not only did this obviously give us a bit of a stand away from the show with the It's Wonderful Life sort of aspect to it but it also helped wrap up some loose ends from past storylines and also bring a new sort of lease of life to some certain characters and it was great to see Helen Pearson get her sort of standout part when finally Frankie got to hear message from Steph and it was just a great way just to sort of after a lot of big storylines to sort of ease us into what's to come into the future of the show I've just sort of one sort of negative well it's not a negative but just wish they would actually have mentioned that Doug had jumped into the river off the bridge after the episodes because it's sort of like it's sort of all, almost dreamlike and almost forgotten everything that happened on that night. But it has been great to see Doug more life lively and smiling. And his the actual new group sort of relationship with Texas, Leanne, Doug living together, especially with the introduction of Dennis into that group. Now, Dennis has sort of been like a comic relief character, I have enjoyed him, it is great, we don't get too much in your face stuff, comedy wise from him, and it's been great this week in particular, seeing the savages and seeing how they work as a family unit, and hope we get to see more of that, because lately, and in the past it felt like, we get bits of the savages as a family, but mostly get them individually, so it has been great sort of seeing them as a family unit, and learning more of the dynamic of that family, and just to see those characters and cast members working together more, which is always great to see. At New Year, we also had the storyline with Mercedes, Riley and 
with Seth and Riley leaving town with the baby. And this was a really great episode. I loved the New Year's Eve episode and especially the ending with the countdown. Jackie racing to try and stop Mercedes but it was too late. And it was great that final look at the end between the Mercedes and Jackie just spoke in volumes. I just wish that they would have mentioned Mercedes and actually seen some family reactions to her decision. Because it's sort of like almost a month later and we still haven't had any of the family actually mention anything about what Mercedes did or any mention of whether they've been in touch with Riley about the ladies. I hope we get to hear a bit about this soon. I guess I'm not alone in saying in the early weeks of January one of the biggest highlights was the reading club or as I like to say the reading drinking club which was just great to see these girls together because a lot of them be on the show for a while but we've never really seen them interact not on a positive level anyway we've seen them cross paths and storylines but it was just really great way of seeing these characters and learning their actual dynamics and to see them sort of learning still about each other and just getting to know each other and I hope we get to see more of this and that it wasn't just like a passing storyline we testing sort of chemistries of characters. What I also loved about that storyline and that week was that although everyone we saw some of the girls sort of gang up on Cindy but it was always great. I always enjoy seeing the vulnerable side of Cindy. I actually think it's been a good idea actually taking the money aspect away from the character. Like I felt that sort of pigeonholed Cindy into almost villainous, well not even villainous, but almost almost just comic relief and general storylines. And it's been great with this new prospect of having no money, having to start over, seeing her actually getting back to the sort of more well-rounded character Cindy that we knew and loved before before she left with the new husband and everything when she came back so I hope we do get to see a lot more of this and then recently we've seen that Cindy's going to be trying to do more getting closer to Darren again so it will be great to see that aspect and where we're going with that storyline and it was just great in that scene which just had Stephanie when she was walking back through the village after being released from prison, well, the jail cells, which brought some amazing scenes of all the characters, and just that lone walk and looking up at Synergy just spoke a lot of volumes and really did foreshadow what's come and gave us a hint of the Cindy we used to know. That week also gave us insight into Mix's character. Now that she hasn't got Warren, she's having to start again. And it was great seeing everyone sort of other judging her, getting that sort of judgment scene over her knowing what Warren had done. It was great just seeing the prospect of where Mitzi could be going because we've seen her a lot throughout us and just being with Warren and Brendan. So it'd be great seeing hopefully a way, not just the wannabe wag sort of Mitzi, but getting to see more of the Anne side, which I think still brings and has a lot of sort of depth to actually go into and learn more about. Also, if we've, we haven't seen much in January, but New Year, we've got to learn a lot about the students, in particularly Barney, and it was great seeing him work 
how they work sort of as a friendship unit and familial sort of unit together and how they all helped Barney especially with his parents who weren't the nicest people and that brought some really great scenes and I'm, I'm just really enjoying the students as a whole because in the past I felt the students have sort of we haven't got to see them really as students they've been sort of just there to stereotypical like drinking and other storylines and they would just happen to be students but with this group I feel like we're seeing them having we're hearing they're actually going to lectures but also seeing them as a group and the dynamic and the different sort of friendships actually formed within the group and obviously in the past we've seen the relate of the sort of triangles Scott and Elise and Rob, but it'd be interesting to see where that has to go in 2012. And following on from the students, it was just amazing to get the scenes with Ash and Brendan, because I feel like Ash as a character was sort of get sort of one sort of first impressions with the character based on her image that she puts forward. And but it was great seeing her with Brendan and seeing how actually she was able to get stuff out of Brendan even when he tried to lie his way through it she was able through that story and through her psychology sort of degree in her study to actually help us learn more about Brendan more of that dynamic and I just feel that Holly and Emmett had really great chemistry together and I hope we really do get to see more of this and almost like a sort of friendship between them as she works uh, Shay says so I just hope we see more of that and also what was great about that scene where she was filming Brendan and he made up this storyline just from all these things around him it was great because you were sort of at one point you would believe him and then I was sort of double thinking it and sort of thinking he's lying when he mentioned that about the banana but then he managed to through Emmett's performance and the words that he was able to draw you right back in so when it came to the reveal that he had been lying and when Ash figured out it had that extra punch that you were like double thinking like how great Brendan is at actually making up storylines to actually suit him when he wants it. Following on with Brendan it was great to see Declan back and actually have that time with Brendan trying to be a good father but seeing ways of how at this point Brendan's at a really sort of incorrigible age and how he, Brendan was through his actions was having an impact on Declan who went pretty almost not psychotic or not in the Brendan sense that we're psychotic but started acting out in really bad ways when he was following Brendan's threat of firebombing the dog and some of the comments he made to Lindsay and especially during the hilarious football match of Brendan going down and hitting everyone which was quite funny which I'll get back to later when talking about the six one students why I found some of that funny and also great but it was great in the end of Brendan realising that maybe Declan shouldn't be around him at the moment and although it would be great for their relationship to actually develop more with Brendan actually being out of Declan's life a bit and it will be great to learn more about Declan's family over in Ireland 
with Brendan and where Brendan can sort of fit into this with living in Hollyoaks away from him it was just really great to have Jay back and I think he works really well within the family unit of Brendan, Sheldon and Lindy and with that scene where Brendan had to come to decision to send Declan away just was really powerful and especially with later on with Brendan trying to act like he's okay you can sort of see that he's not and it wasn't great when he was seeing the show was fussing over him but it was just seeing that how Brendan actually he deals with everything on the inside which sometimes makes him actually explode later on but you can tell that he is trying to deal with what has happened in his own way and he will in his own time and everything come to terms with it and then maybe find a way to actually exist as his own person but in a way that isn't as a negative way for Declan. I guess as I mentioned the six summers before I'll go into that and as I've said in the past I'm not a big fan of this group whatsoever and it's not the actors I just feel it might be the writing or the storylines they're in but I'm just get really enough put in sort of feeling about this group and it's as I said it's not the acting I just feel that they're far too stereotypical with them all just talking about the same thing and it's supposed to be almost a friendship group but at the moment in particular with this week's episodes I am not feeling like they're the hangout together but the way they act around each other and some of the things they say you're like that isn't the way a friend should be staying and a friend should notice stuff but it's just obvious they're not especially with most with Maddie I feel like they are just She's trying to be Queen Bee and has a bit of a superiority complex. And everyone's sort of following her around, in particular Sinead, who in the past, when she was friends with Ruby, she had a bit more redeemable qualities. But now she's become almost manipulative, just trying to impress Maddie. And it was worse actually when Maddie was away. Just the way she was acting like Queen Bee. And these supposed to be like, 16, 17 year olds, I'm like, no one, I knew people like that, but these are the characters, well, people, when I was at high school, it was uh, maybe the ones who were, like, popular, and you're, like, those people, but they, and they don't really have that many relatable qualities to these characters, when they're as a group, they feel like they all sort of play up to this idea and perception that they're supposed to have. Whereas I feel sometimes they're more approachable and relatable when they're in outside, away from the group. And I just wish within the group we had more people actually speaking up against some of the backstabbing and sort of negative aspects. Which why I love the characters of Tilly and Callum. Because they're not afraid to actually speak up when they feel like some people maybe aren't treating some people right. And especially with the new Ruby and Jono or Juby as they like to be called, sort of storyline. I was really liking this when it started, because I felt that it was a way of getting to learn and see more Ruby away from what we'd seen of her in the past, but also get to learn more about Jono, and the way, especially at the party where he stayed and was wanting to be kind to Ruby. But I'm not liking how straight away he's just going along with everything his friends are saying and just playing up to this idea that he doesn't like her 
I know this is sort of like a um because say he's not comfortable with it and it's sort of like he wants his friend doesn't want to sort of feel like his friends are saying that he's weak if he goes along with this girl but she is only it's not even a big age gap like she's only a year or two younger and the way everyone keeps going like she's a high schooler and they take the makeup room like shouldn't you be at reception and stuff like that especially from Maddie and they'll keep going but I just kind of find relatable qualities at the moment to Maddie and hope we learn and get to see more about her character as we go on because as I've said in the past these characters just arrived and were apparently just friends of Bart's and it was still find it weird how they all suddenly moved to Hollyoaks to go to this sixth one college because I felt like the friends from the past why did we just have that people friend of bar? I think it would have been better if some of them had just met at college and we'd seen them sort of developing this friendship. Because at the moment, I'm not seeing too much of them as a friendship unit. It's just like a load of people the same age together. And I hope this can develop further. What is this showing it helping? It's showing sort of the insecurities Ruby has. As we've seen in the past, she just wants to be liked and part of the popular crew which is why I'm glad we've got Esther in the mix because she is like the level-headed teenager who I do feel me personally others can relate to she doesn't want to just go along with everyone says she actually has a mind of her own which is also what gives as I've said Tilly and George and Callum more sort of prospects and well-rounded characters because they're not just following the stereotype of being teenagers, just talking about sex and everything else, and wanting to try and go around drinking and just the line with Sinead the other week when she left, left Ruby, we're just going to try and get an SUV. Weird impression there, wasn't supposed to be. But I just feel like the Six Formers is the group that needs a lot more work doing to them just to develop them. I think they need developing further. I feel like Maybe each character straight off should be having their own sort of storyline away from the group but coexisting in the group which I felt is what we had in the past just going back to 2007 which I felt with the teenage group in particular the six of us with lots of John Paul, Craig, Sarah, Hannah and Nancy etc in that group we felt like they had their own storylines but they were coexisting as a group so their sort of storylines were impacting more on the group and you sort of felt their friendship but also personal struggle at the same time so I felt this is a direction I feel like this group really needs to go towards. Sticking with the sitcomers, the biggest storyline I feel that I'm really enjoying is the development of George's character actually with this homelessness aspect and seeing his friendship build with Callum because in, when he first started Callum was sort of like the lone of the group but seeing actually learning more about his actual character and the great qualities he has as a friend and how he's not just ratting George out I feel like maybe as soon rather than later he really does need to maybe confide in someone else about what's going on with George but I'm really just liking this and just it adds quite a dark and deep quality to the show, particularly with a teenage character 
and seeing how he's actually struggling with it. And I just hope, one thing I hope though, is that we had learned a bit more why George was on the street and how long he'd been on the street. Maybe beforehand, maybe hint a bit more, rather than just seeing like George wondering where we can afford things and having just Callum sort of randomly just on the officers saying your parents found out you're gay and kicked her out and that's why you're on the street. I just wish we'd learnt a bit more maybe beforehand just to help us ease the way into the storyline a bit more but I just feel like that reveal when we saw George actually leave the group and go to where he was squatting it had quite a powerful impact and Stephen Roberts is doing a really really great job along with Laurie because I think these two really have great chemistry as friends and you can actually feel like you can see it developing as we're going along and actually seeing how Callum is just trying to help him but you still got that conflict of George wondering who he can trust and lately with the introduction of this Phoebe character we've seen this a lot more and hope we learn more about this character at the moment she is sort of like an antagonist at the moment so I hope we actually get to see some more. We got a little bit at the end of this week with her actually telling Callum that maybe George does need help. But I feel like I would like to learn more about that character as we go along and just see actually how long they're able to keep up pretense that George has put forward to everyone, which is the biggest conflict out of this storyline. I was wondering how long is George, Tilly and Madden everyone supposed to have known each other because the way it's been played out at the start you felt like George was part of the gang that knew each other back from back before he moved to Hollywood and they were all big friends then but lately it's made out like he's only just met them as he started at, at the sixth form so I think that is clear enough and made a bit clearer because Seeing as they're supposed to be this tight group of friends, it's strange how Callum, who's only really just met him, has been able to pick up things a lot quicker, even though it was the sort of Fox funded storyline within the general studies class that helped him figure this out. But you would think as a French group would start noticing a few things. There's noticing some things like with his clothes and wondering if he's eaten and picked up on that, but but it would be great to see back how we were seeing with Tilly, George and Maddie, which seemed to, I think we need to bring that back in. We're not seeing, at the moment, Tilly's been sort of away from the group, and I think we should see everyone sort of coming back together, actually as a unit, and I think if Callum is going to confine anyone, it should be Tilly, because I think, along with Callum, she's the most level-headed and sort of open member of the sort of six songs group and it'd be great to see them as a sort of offset friendship group and to help sort of George sort of through this what he's going through at the moment. As a sort of offshoot from the six songs, the main was the small sort of filler storyline with Jono finding the picture of the girl in Bart's car and then trying to find her and then that it was Myra. I think this, although it was a comic aspect of the story, it could bring a lot more. I've always felt I would like to learn a lot more about Myra and the Queen family as a whole because 
as we've been told of the paths that have lived in around the hollow Aryan village practically all the lives and we actually learned a bit back in 2008 with the now storyline that Myra had a life in Hollyoaks and we knowing that, that Jack knew the family back then so it'd be great now to, with this picture of an aspect and keep the mention of Bat's dad and in a way I hope we do meet this character soon because we've only really met Kathleen and it'd be great to have Nana McQueen back and Diane Langton was always great in the role and just to learn more about the dynamic and history of McQueen rather than just new storylines to actually delve a bit into Myra's past a bit more and rather because we got that big aspect with the Nile storyline and what that brought and that brought a great almost year-long storyline so even just in small parts with having maybe Kathleen back and Bart's dad and maybe Nana McQueen back on the scene we could actually learn more about Myra's past and get to see more with Myra not just sort of as a filler character as we're seeing at the moment which is great to see her in the sort of scenes with the girls when we're in the prison cell but afterwards they had their own sort of plot but great to see Myra and some more of the older adult characters like Frankie and in particular that of Diane who have felt we don't really get to see at all that to see them actually maybe as a group see their dynamics and work more about their past and what makes them tick a bit more away from their families and the younger members because I think even as the show is generally aimed at a younger audience these characters that all ladies actually enjoy and would like to learn more about and not to see them there to prop up all the other characters on the show. Now with having that long break I've been talking quite a long time here so I'll probably go back the regular format discussing sort of the week gone, the week just gone by's episode more in depth in the next podcast. But I thought I could just end this sort of review section just by saying how great it is to have the Osborne back where they belong in the dog, which I felt has been a long time coming for the past three years that they've been away. We've had the Ashworths in there, and then we got the Costellos, and I've just felt although I did like them in the the dog, it's just great having the Osmonds back where they belong, it just feels right having them in display and seeing Jack and Darren behind the bar, seeing if Nancy actually live with them as well, which I feel like that family unit as a whole is really working now, it doesn't feel like just a load of waving stray characters straining together in the mix, I feel like they are working as a familial unit and it was, I just hope we get to see more family sort of scenes with the Osbournes and see more Frankie and even more Jack who are long running characters who I feel still bring a lot to show and have a lot to offer rather than just showing up every now and again and it's especially with the plot with Darren and the whole weddings coming up and with this onset of a return to Darren's sort of gambling addiction which I feel is really great to go back to because it's brought us some really good stuff in the past and seeing Darren tempted again especially with just getting the family back on set again back in sort of as I keep saying where they belong back in the dog working together I 
we're just great to see where this lead is and see what actually is to come with this family and all the other families on the show and all these other great characters as we carry on to 2012. Now as I've just talked a lot about what I've been liking and maybe not liking as much as we've gone into 2012, I'm just going to talk a bit now about storylines that we've heard about coming up and prospects of where some storylines may be going and I'll start by talking about Cheryl's sort of prospect to going back to university, well not back to university but starting university which I actually really enjoy and although on screen we've seen a load of characters sort of questioning, joking about for this and maybe sort of teasing her for it like Brendan and Darren the other day but actually feel like it's a great storyline to bring a war, a new sort of aspect to it, the character, because for the past sort of maybe two and a half, three years, it's I felt like Cheryl's been a character used mostly for sort of comic effect and comic relief and almost being a supporting character, propping up other people's storyline and sort of being sort of the reactionary character to a lot of the things that have gone on, like Lindy's storyline, Brendan's storyline, during the storyline with Gilly and Jackie, etc. I just feel this would be a great way for Bronner to actually shine, and I hope we actually get to see more of the deeper vulnerable side of Cheryl, because I feel like Bronner always shines in these scenes, she just doesn't get to do them as much, and it would be great to see this new depth to the character as we continue to, for it to grow, and it would just be great to see where this leads the character to and I hope it's not just going to show us like Cheryl joining into the stereotypical student sort of aspect like because we've already got the students there it'd be great to interact with these students but also still being on her personal sort of game and storyline to actually prove something to herself and but also to others also, with the scene back a week or two ago when Brendan actually once again lashed out at Steve over him actually hiding Declan for a night, it would be great to see, as we've been hearing, we're going to see more of these characters sort of on their own storyline scene. It would be great to see actually where both Brendan and also already getting a little asset where Brendan's going with his sort of storyline with Ash and other essences we've seen now that he hasn't got Warren as adversary on the scene. But it'd be great to see where Steve's actually going to be going. We've heard that he's got a new sort of job us prospect on the horizon. So it'd be great to see what that is. And it'd also be great to see him more in scenes with Amy and Michaela because I feel we haven't seen a lot of actually Ashley and Holly actually has a friendship unit and this is one of the epic great friendships from the show the past few years has been Amy and Michaela friendship and it's great to see where these three as characters who have history actually working together and to see more of the in a bit some not light hearted storylines but more sort of storylines away from just being the Steeden storyline. I know a lot of people really power and on and just want to see this storyline, but I actually it's great to see him on a bit of an out for a while because that gives them more 
sort of prospect of stuff to develop, which can then maybe come back later on within the steeding relationship, maybe bring new dynamics to it. And as I've said during the podcast this week, we've already seen a lot of characters sort of being aligned into new sort of aspects of their storylines, and it'll just be great to continue and enjoy what's actually to come as we continue into February and as the year goes on. Now that concludes this week's edition of Hollyoaks Chronicles podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have and hopefully as we go on I'll be able to do it more regularly. It's just that as I'm in my final year of my degree I might have some weeks where I won't be able to conduct the podcast but as always you can follow the blog at hollyoakschronicles.blogspot.com or you can follow the official blog twitter at hollyoakschron as I've spelt before, it's Hollyoaks, then the word Cron, C-H-R-O-N, with no space in between. Or you can also follow my personal Twitter account under the handle of at TVgenius05. Now you can also email me on the email address of tvgenius05 at gmail.com where you can comment on all aspects of the blog and the podcast, but also just also to discuss any other Hollyoaks related topics you may wish. Well that's all from me this week so until next time bye for now.